Robots got Todd. May the second to be with you. May second, twenty nineteen. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Good joke. You like that? May the second be with you. That should be something. Yeah. I could also say it's gotta be May. <laughs> I, I see that. I see that more and more every year. On, on the social old school picture of JT yeah. with it's gotta be May. With the highlighted curls. Frosted tips. Back, yeah, frosted tips. Back at JT's sexiest. I mean, as if there's only one period. You know what I'm saying? He's well. He. I mean, that must have been his sexiest because after that he was bringing sexy back. Good point. Valid point. So he must have lost it. Yeah. Before. Uh, well, I could edit that in. Anyway. No, I'm bringing sexy. Yeah. No, I know what you were doing. I okay, got you. Just making sure. I feels you. I witch jizz. <laughs> Should we do 45 minutes on... JT? Uh, Justin Timberlake. You want to know something? I, I have co-workers and friends who, if we did 45 minutes on JT, they would actually listen. As opposed to, you know, 20 minutes on Dame. The Dame! Which they do not want to listen to. But if we did JT, especially with some JT grooves kicking in the background as a bed... Oh, shit, yeah, they'd be all over this. It's like we're a mirror to them. Yes, indeed. See what I did there? I do. I do. No, I, you know more JT than I was expecting. Again, I... Uh, I, I know more JT than I was expecting, one, to be honest one of my uh, One of my good friends at work, one of my coworkers, is is very much a JT fan. Recently called him the sexiest man alive. As people probably did as well. I have no idea if that's true or not, but... Feels like he's been on that sort of list. Uh, yeah, I feel Don't like look it up. I, don't put that in your Google search history. Was Justin Timberlake ever the, considered the sexiest man alive? Or not? All right, fine. You're right. It's your own search history. Well, I don't give a shit. What do we got? What do we got? Where'd he land? I bet he's up there. Hold on. Hold on. Just go to his Wikipedia. It's probably under accolades. Sexiest man alive. He was... He ranked in 2015 and 2017. Huh. Oh, you think it's in Wikipedia? Wick to the Pedia. Yeah. Quick to the PP. I sure do. See here. Here's here's the bad sign though. <laughs> I just looked up Justin Timberlake and I went down. It's the second or third link. His Wikipedia link was actually purple. It wasn't blue, meaning I've been there at some point in the not too distant past. Oh yeah, you have. So, oh, he went there. Let's see. Personal life, Look artistry. It should be under his legacy, right? I mean. <laughs> Achievements? He was ranked 66 on VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time in 2013. Uh, I mean, he's got to be climbing that chart, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, achievements. Yeah, just just uh, search for uh, people. Uh, Timberlake was given the sexiest man titles by teen people in Cosmopolitan magazines. Close enough. Uh, in... Uh, sometime... Around 2007 and 2009, he was named the most stylish man in America Fair by point. Gentleman's Quarterly, also known as GQ. Hmm. Uh, VH1 listed him at number three on its 100 Sexiest Artists. Is that what you just said? No, I said he was 66 on the 100 Greatest Artists of All Time, according uh, to VH1. <clears throat> but third is much better. And his costume for the Siren Live skit, Dick in a Box. Yes. Is displayed at the Saturday Night Live, the exhibition in New York. As it should be. Like, 
His costume, is that literally a box with a hole in it? No, not that. They're talking about the jumpsuit he was wearing, that Andy Samberg had a similar one with, like, flashy purples and yellows and greens. I I did not remember that part. Uh, It doesn't say anything else about the people sexiest man alive. That's too bad. Um, But, yeah. It really doesn't matter. It's fine. I was just... Just want to get the lowdown on the JT. All right, you keep looking. You keep doing that. Meanwhile, I'll cry you a river. All right. Let's, uh, unless you have something more to talk about on JT. Again, I'm serious. If we did 30 uh, to 40 minutes on JT, I had another, I had another pun for it, but now I can't remember what song it was. Yeah, I think I'd have to go to a, I mean, if I went to a list of his singles, I could easily, easily figure that stuff out. Or even discography. How many, how many discs do you think he's put I can't out? stop the feeling, but. Long shot. I've never heard of any of these. Uh, you probably have. I just, just didn't know you it. don't necessarily know yeah. the uh, the title. The justice. Oh. Yeah. What's that? Nothing. I just oh. saw one that I did recognize. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was rocking my body. That's all I'm saying. We should just do Justin Timberlake uh, impressions, <laughs> uh, karaoke <laughs> acapella. Oh God! <laughs> of, of the course, it's in the pantheon of bad ideas. According to VH1, Todd just had the number one bad idea. Let's do a podcast where we do acapella karaoke versions of Justin Timberlake songs. The good thing is my microphone's right next to my mouth, so I'm sure it gets like distorted. Why is that good? No, I was that was being ironic. Being ironic, okay. I thought maybe I thought also maybe that was the name of a song. I was like, I've never heard the microphone the next to my mouth song. Next to my face, and it's distorted. Yeah, it's like my microphone's next to my face. But the interesting thing that a lot of people don't know about this podcast is generally when we record it, we are wearing a suit and tie. I don't know if you knew that or not. So that's good. Yes, def- definitely. <laughs> right now, that's certainly happening. Yes. I believe you're in a bathrobe. Or is that what you're wearing? No, this currently? is uh, this is my my is pullover. A fleece? It's a fleece that okay. I wear when the weather is just just the right temperature. Although today, somehow, at some point, I don't know when, uh, this has two side pockets. I knocked the zipper off one of the pockets, so that is now not use not usable. Classy. Uh, so this is the thing that I got with my fifty dollar Delta voucher when they lost my my luggage no. when I went out to Tahoe. Yeah. I believe we've referenced that before. Yes, we've discussed this. So I've gotten a lot of use out of it. but And I'm also in my underwear, for those of you keeping uh, keeping score at home. which is. I hope you're wearing underwear. Wait, sole, you're wearing a pullover? And... A pullover and boxers, <laughs> boxers yes. <is> that... <laughs> Jesus because I rode home in this and my biking shorts. But biking shorts are both smelly and not that comfortable to like hang out in. So I just flipped those off and put the old boxers on. Wait, you don't put... So the biking shorts is just one layer. You don't have anything underneath them, right? When I'm wearing the shorts, baby, that's all there is between the seat, <laughs> that saddle, and, just and my nuts. Just a thin set. layer of gabardine. Gabardine, that's right. <laughs> Excellent Seinfeld reference. I'm out there, baby, and I'm loving every minute of it. Um, it's 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 funny you ask that because I literally was like four hours ago. I was having this conversation with my with my coworker, and she was like, "Really, you don't wear underwear?" I was like, "No. Why do you think there's padding?" I said, the, the more layers you wear, the more likely it is that there's going to be some sort of, like, roll chafing. in the fabric and then chafing in a yeah, very sensitive area. Surfaces sliding against each other. Right, and I, went up, and I had just, to explain. I was like, 
just like it's running just shorts. The chamois on your balls, then you're. you're all that's right. Just like the running shorts, it's got a liner, but that's all I'm wearing. I'm not wearing anything else underneath there. Why would I? Yeah, I I assume that like the running shorts or anything with a liner, you're not supposed to wear anything else with it. No, right? that's what the liner's for. It's built definitely in undies. Not. And I can tell you that one time uh, in college, this is a Clemson. It was one of the first times I'd worn tights. It was a new pair of tights uh-huh. that I had, running tights, and. Yeah. With most tights, they don't have the liner. So what you're supposed to do is wear a very short pair of short shorts and then pull the tights over top. But I was a rather prudish... Yes, I'm telling you. Let me finish. Let me finish. But I'm a rather prude... I was a rather prudish 19 to 20-year-old. And so I put on the tights with nothing and then put the little shorts on top so that my bulge was not showing. And... (laughs) Wait, that's how everybody does it. Let me finish. Now, these tights were not made to be worn against the bare skin, and they had a seam (laughs) right up the middle, which, you know, you could either do a meat and potatoes situation (laughs) or, I don't know. I don't know what you're describing, but I don't know. You know, the seam's up the middle. You put the hot dog on one side and the two buns on the other. However you want to think about it. The pillar and the stones do not fall to the same side. Two ass cheeks on one side. No, I'm talking the wrong. I'm talking about the other side. The other side of the street. I think you would put the hot dog on one side and the two meatballs on the other side. Is what you mean? Whatever. Ass cheeks is not a good. I I didn't say ass cheeks. I said that I'm using a hot dog and a bun analogy. Anyway, the point is that by the time I finished the run, it was like six, seven miles, something like that, in the humid Clemson winter air. I got back and there was a there was a. There's a, a very a sore spot scar down the middle <laughs> on the bottle of a uh, bottom of yield scrote. So, never again did I just wear that particular, at least that particular pair of tights oh with God. the shorts on top. And ever since then, Wait, I just wore so the shorts. What what tights do you wear something underneath? I'm confused. My running tights. So, like the pair you that, wear a you wear like a pair of short shorts underneath them. Right, like the pair that you never. Got me, re-got me for my for Christmas. Um, you wear yeah, a pair no. of very short running shorts underneath it at, that acts but as those the are underwear. generally flared, right? Uh, they can be, but then when you put the tights over them, they stay in place. You could wear a pair of tidy whitey underwear, but I don't really have any of that, so I wear running shorts gotcha. instead because I know that those same running shorts in the summer, I can just wear them by themselves and everything is fine. So I'm just wearing that tight but layer over top. When I for see warmth. people running with tights on, generally they have shorts on top. Or if they don't, they're just tights. I don't think they have something underneath, though. I promise you, they're Unless wearing it's some something. sort of like male thong or something. It could be that. It could be a cock sock. But I don't again, know, I'm not generally something. checking out the crotchal region of people if I see them wearing tights. Which is why you can wear whatever you want, because no, at least no other man <laughs> is going to be like questioning you or like leering at you. And if women do, so be it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, how the hell do we get, did we get talking about I don't that? Know, you just started talking about your crotch and splitting your balls with. I feel like we went from Justin to. Oh, I know scene. what it was. You were asking about what I was wearing, and I said I was wearing boxers. Oh yeah, boxers. The whole biking short conversation. Release the release pants. Yeah, as we'll call them. The release pants. Yeah, you were releasing yourself from the tights. Oh, oh. into more voluminous boxer briefs. So since Wait. we're talking. Since we're talking about this, and you just... Undies? Yeah, since we're talking about undies, let's let's go down this road for just a moment. 
Let's sure. We let's frolic well. down this road with our <laughs> with our meat and potatoes, meat or what'd you say? Hot dog and meatballs bouncing around. Um, here's the question. <laughs> here's the question. Yes. You're three years older than me. I True. I sense probably age 12, 13, somewhere around that, have worn regular boxers. I am same. in this same conversation where I was Although talking I about like the biking shorts. 10. Perhaps, whatever it is. And I <laughs> even wore some of the ones that you grew out of because that's how sure, we did it in our sure family. Sure you did. Plenty of hand-me-downs. My question is, are you still wearing, still rocking the regular boxers? Do you have boxer briefs now? Do you have tidy whities Do you have a mixture of all two or three? Comment. Uh... I still wear regular boxers, but I don't. I I don't wear the uh, the scratchy cotton ones. They're all made out of like polyester. Basically, like yeah, Under Armour shirt fabric now, or like softer cotton. They're not as structured. Like <laughs> this is a ridiculous conversation, but I feel like when I, when we were growing up, the boxers were more of an Oxford cloth almost fabric and they also had a big like dookie shoot in the back like there was always like a big ass like the way the seams went they sort of went down the back of your legs and then there was like a poof on your asshole <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like it didn't they weren't tailored to your hang legs on. hang on a dookie shoot in the back no I don't know what that is <laughs> so they they weren't cut like shorts like I think a typical short. I don't. I don't know how are shorts cut. I guess they had like a, like a like a, a balloon sort of shape under your asshole. Okay. They sort of ballooned out there. The old school boxers did. I'll see if I can find a photo. Hmm. Um, a photo. Other... <laughs> oh, just online. I don't <laughs> yeah, even have... What do you think I'm talking? About? I thought like an ass shot of yourself is obviously what I no, thought you meant. Jesus I don't know what the hell. God, no. Okay. But no, I don't. I don't. I'm not down with the tighter underwear that everyone sort of pushes on you. All it's it's hard to find a more like standard cut boxer anymore. Everybody wants their underwear all snug for some reason. I was like, that's the whole reason. Like you, if you're wearing boxer briefs, you might as well might be as well wearing wear briefs. tidy whities I, I don't understand the point of that. I agree 100. percent I don't get it. And with all the ads for underwear, it's like Jesus Christ. I don't need to hear about like vertical fly and like keeps the family jewels in the right <laughs> holster or whatever they all, all have these like stupid like terminology that's what like, podcasts oh, are for i mean come on <laughs> um obviously <laughs> clearly as we continue this conversation yeah it's, it, it's, it was just interesting because my my female co-worker who is i believe 31 30 yeah 31 so a few years younger than than I, she was, she was under the impression, I told her a false impression, but that once you turn like 25, 26, you graduate from wearing boxers into wearing something else. And I had to explain to her, I was like, look, I've been wearing this type of underwear for 25 years. Why would I, it's like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of situation. I don't know why I would switch Gra- to anything what, else. Graduate into, what would be the something else? Boxer briefs. That's what she has. That's that's the that assumption like a, she is under. That seems like a regression. That's what I told her. As we, as I was like, I wore like... underoos when I was seven and eight. Boxer briefs are underoos <laughs> with a little extra fabric for no apparent reason. It serves no purpose. From what I understand, I've I've, I've genuinely never owned a pair of boxer briefs, so 
I don't know how yeah, tight same. they are around the leg, the upper quad. They, they look snug. That does not look comfortable to me. Right. Which is the whole point of boxers, is to prevent the snug. Let your boys yeah, breathe, as Kramer says. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why you would wear... Oh, this is a pretty good photo. <laughs> I will send it to you. <laughs> don't send... All right, fine, send it to me. So what they, the way they're cut is they have like the seam... It's hard to tell in this photo. Um, Are you sending it to me? I think the seam is sort of like along the inside of the leg or down the like the back of the leg, like you were wearing a stocking almost. So it it has this like panel of fabric that kind of scoops underneath. So it makes for like a weird, a weird um, fit around the bone hole. A weird little panel. This is a very odd discussion. I can't but it's not like a 1920s pair of pajamas where you can literally unpin no, no, no. it uh, and take a yeah, crap. I'll send it to you. Uh, no, it's not like the, uh, I believe those are called Union Jacks with the little poop flap. It's not that. It's not a flap. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if this picture is going to... Okay, I mean, I see what you mean. It kind of you see it's it kind of poofs on the yeah, ass. Flares, it it flares not, out. It's not it's not contoured to your butt cheeks. If I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea if if all or some or none of my boxers have that. Why would I ever pay attention? Like, how would you know that? What's the discomfort level? How do you find out that that exists? It's not, in your it's own not really boxers? discomfort. I just thought it was weird that they sort of like poofed out there on your butt. I mean, it's weird that we're talking about it and looking at it. That's for yes, damn sure. Very much so. Oh wait, here's an even better photo. Oh jeez. Thank God for this. This one's much more disturbing. This is. Are we still doing photos for the podcast? Sure, we, we can I put mean, them up. I will put this on the Instagram. That should be good enough. <laughs> no need to rehash it on the on the actual post of the. Let's see what this is. Why are men taking these photos? This is from a boxer company. These photos, I don't, oh, okay. I don't know which one. I can't. So this is this is a picture. Pod. This is a picture as a as a means of selling their product. Because this man is clearly like holding be, his shirt up uncomfortably. They might be user submitted photos of the product. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not clear to me. Okay. This yeah, is I mean, from four out of five dot com, and there's gotcha. like. 20 photos, and that's one of them. I don't really know why. So let's say that, that all of my boxers are like that. I don't think I would notice. Now, yeah, I do have some that fit not, tighter than others. It's like but... really an uncomfortable thing. It's just a weird thing. If you, It's more if you... I, <laughs> I started wearing boxers after seeing my colleagues or co-campers at camp in Charleston, South Carolina wear them when I was like camp St. Christopher, 9 or 10. Out. And I was like, oh, I should... like. That seems cool, and I thought it was, when I switched from briefs to boxers, I thought it was very uncomfortable because I was like, "What's going on down here?" They're like, I'm used to being snug, and now it's just everything is out in the open. Right. It felt very weird to me at first. Um, again, this is a weird conversation, but uh, I remember seeing people they'd get out of the shower and just have their boxers on and be like, yeah. "Those look weird" because it looks like they have a load in their pants or something. Sure. The way. The way they're cut in the back. So, again, it's not something you usually see because you're not wearing just boxers out in public. So you're saying you went we're talking you went this. directly from G.I. Joe underoos to boxers, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Because that's what the cool kids wore at camp. Right. 
and I, I, I wanted to be a cool kid. Never <laughs> happened, but one day it might. You never know. There's still time. There's always time to be a cool kid. Um, and, and you're right. This is not a conversation you have with your your buddies over a beer at a bar. You and I most certainly would not have it over a beer. Uh, but I would. I just assumed. And I still assume, even with this conversation I had earlier today at work on the clock, I would just assume that those people who, like myself, wore boxers all throughout high school, college, and beyond are still wearing them today. I don't think there's I a think point they're all wearing boxer, boxer briefs, briefs, though, because I feel like the uh, there's like a societal pressure to go with to boxer briefs, mostly because like if you if you go to like Target or something, I yeah. know this is a real fancy place to buy your underwear. But if, you know, like if you're in the underwear section for men, they have maybe like 10 rows across and or 10 columns of underwear and five down. I feel like 75 percent of them are boxer briefs. Like you have to search for traditional boxers and they have some couple rows of tidy whities in there, too. But yeah, I mean, that is what everyone's the, the industry has determined. This is what people want. Right. That would be the best indicator. If that's the case, then then so be it. I'm in the minority, but I'm not changing. I don't care. <laughs> if they go completely out of fashion, I will make my own boxers. I mean, let's be honest. My boxers last 20 to 25 years anyway, so um, I'm good until my mid-50s. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I do not get it. <sighs> what are you going to do? I had one other comment, and now I've, it's slipped my mind. As you were talking about Target... I was thinking of something, but now I can't think of it. Um, damn it! I have to do a, I have to do an unofficial survey, and see if those friends of mine. Oh, I know what it was. I know what I was gonna say. Here was her other, her main reason, I guess, is she said that as clothes, specifically jeans. So you would have more to say about this than I would, because I only recently got a pair of jeans for the first time in fifteen years. But she said clothes, specifically jeans, as they have gotten tighter, it makes less sense to wear the boxers. Because, truthfully, when I put my one pair of jeans on, which fit pretty well, depending on the pair of boxers I'm wearing, I do have to kind of stuff them down the leg a little bit. I can't just slide the jeans on, you know. But I'm like, that's a minor inconvenience. The the loose boxers make less sense, but... They do, but I I don't mind. It's like, yeah, you do that when you put them on. They're not as snug as, like, tidy whitey, (laughs) like, they're not painted on. Right, exactly. I'm not in an emo band. And and again, it's not like I'm adjusting all day long. Like, if you do it correctly, you do it the one time when you put your pants on in the morning, and then, you know, if you take a dump later in the day, you got to do it one more time. Okay. I can do it twice a day for all day comfort. I'm in. You don't need to sell me on that. Uh, I've, I've already been sold years and years ago. So anyway, other thoughts and comments on Underwear Talk. Underwear Chat 2019. Um, can't think of anything. Okay, hit us up, the bro pod. Like you say, like yeah. you say, I'd, I've only worn that style of underwear for quite some time, so I don't even for the know majority what of my life. Right. Pair of underwear would feel like. Yes, definitely the majority of my life. The bro pod network at gmail.com. Let us know what you wear, man or woman. Maybe there are some women out there that wear boxers. Do that. No, I want to know. I want to hear from everyone that listens to this podcast. The bro pod network at gmail.com. Send us an email. 
No pictures, please. Just a written yes, description. Please, God, no photos. Because Todd mostly checks sandbox. So actually put as many pictures as you want. Written description and photos, photographic evidence of what it is that you wear, what is your underwear choice, and a brief description of why. The, the top submissions we'll put on our Instagram. <laughs> yes, we'll put on our Instagram, <laughs> the underscore bro underscore pod. You can be an Instagram celebrity. On Anonymity the is somewhat guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, hey, if your face is in it, it's going up there, too. We're not cropping any of these photos. <laughs> if your cock's out, that's your problem, too. I can't, no, no, I can't help you with that. Okay, no cock pics? If, okay. if any of these are posted, they will be cropped, slashed, slash... Uh, slashed? Oh, my God. No, no, it's not slashed. It's not be slashing cocks slash, out of Slash reviewed for uh, inappropriateness. Inappropriateness. Well played, sir. Um... Okay. Oh my God. So now that we're 25 minutes into the show, and we've not done what a single have we been topic, about? <laughs> let's transition right to what I think is the topic of the week, which is the fact that by the time people are listening to this, it yes. will be the week of your birth. It will be your birthday week, and the question True. is, which I believe is next. It'll be next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. Not yeah, a week from tomorrow. We're a week from tomorrow as we record this and three to four days as you're listening to this. Sure. How are you celebrating? What is the big celebration for a man of your age with children and a family and a home? What are you doing uh, to celebrate? This is going to be a real surprise, but absolutely nothing. Absolutely. We'll probably go out to dinner. Probably going to dinner with the whole family. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely go out to dinner. Oh, okay. We'll be having pizza somewhere. Oh. Because <laughs> that is my traditional birthday. That's <laughs> choice. Dad selects pizza. Excellent. Um, so is that? I know you. We we talked ad nauseum, obviously, on this podcast about food, specifically pizza as well. Uh, if you had, if you had to select right now, which pizza locale in the greater uh, suburban Baltimore area do you think you'll be? Well, we may be going to an up? urban location. Oh. We will probably go to Polly G's, which is in Hamden. Okay. Uh, they have decent wood-fired pizza, nice. and they are just a scant few steps from the Charmery, which is like a good ice cream place, which the kids like. And I mean, if we're gonna hang on, we hang celebrate. on, I'm calling bullshit. Which the kids, I'm sure they do, but no, that they, ain't the reason no, you're they, going there. They like it more than I do. I'm just saying, if we're gonna celebrate, we might we might go all out and get ice cream as well. Do you not get a cake at this point in your life for your birthday? Um, I sometimes we'll probably sometimes. have a cake. But the girls will likely not want to wait to go to dinner, then come home to eat cake. And we're not going to take it to a restaurant, so. Right. I don't need a cake. Okay. I mean, so, I do like cake more than pie because it's better, but. Right. Um, have we had the discussion? I know you like pie, but cake is always better. Many episodes ago, we had a cake-pie conversation, yes. I mean, I'm happy to have it again. <laughs> But my opinions have not changed on the cake versus pie uh, battle royale. And that is that I enjoy both, but the sure. pie has to be very specific. But cakes, um, I'm a lover of all cakes. It's hard to find a bad Same. cake unless it's chocolate on chocolate with chocolate icing. That You can go throw that shit off a bridge. throwing back to JT, beefcake. Beefcake, there you go. Is that a, is that um, a Timberlake song? Congrats on that. <laughs> it may be. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> oh, okay. We were just talking about how he, how he was attractive. Um, <laughs> were we? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be doing a lot of celebrating. Okay. You have any Anne gifts has, that you're open to get? Anne has said that she will be 
she got me a gift and qualified it as, I don't think you'll like it, which is what she says every year when she buys me something, when she goes off script, if you will. Because <laughs> like, uh. basically, all I want is records, so she's like, I'm not going to buy you that. So she gets me something that I usually enjoy, but I was about to say, what's the what's the hit rate nice. on her saying you're not gonna like it? She's she's actually... a good gift giver. She always says you won't like it, and I'm like, oh no, this is nice. It's it's never something that I'm like, oh, this is I've right. always wanted this my whole life, but I'm like, yeah, this is actually a good gift. So is it is it is it clothes? Like is it shirts and pants type of thing? Uh, I can't think of an example. I have no idea which. I mean, we can we can discuss next week. Okay, actually not. Not next week. It'll be the week after. But the next next week. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I don't know what she's gotten me. No, I don't. I I don't expect you to know. I don't know what she's gotten me in the past. I can't remember. (laughs) I wasn't asking you to look into your crystal ball. I'm getting old. It was over a year ago. I don't remember what she got me. Yeah. I mean, I I don't remember what I got for Christmas. I think one year she might have got me like Bluetooth headphones, which is not something I'd buy for myself. But I was like, ah, these are cool. Bluetooth headphones. Um, Oh, like link up to your phone, you mean? Yeah, like wireless. wireless headphones. Okay. They were earbuds, or they are earbuds. I don't use them all the time because I don't need wireless headphones that much, but they're nice to have. Sure. No, I can see that. It's Which, at, at this point in my life, gifts are things that are like, if it's not something that I'm directly requesting... Something that's like, oh, that's nice to have. Like, that's what you want in a gift. Something you probably wouldn't buy for yourself. But yes. it's, you're like, I appreciate having this. Yeah, I, I think that's been true for a decade, you know. Or more. And yes. that, Yeah, and that's. I think that happens to everybody. You grow up getting things that you need and want. And then at a certain point in your life, in your career, you're like, well, if I really needed something, I would buy it. And even yeah. most things I want, I would buy. So there's that other yep. level of... Or that other subsection of want where it's like, you know, I could get this, but I wouldn't spend that much money on it, or I don't really need it that much. I only kind of want it. But then when you get it, it's like, oh, I guess I wanted that yeah, even this more. This is something I, I, that I wouldn't just buy for myself. It's not like getting like a, I was trying to think of a good example. Getting like a, a new pen or something. You're like, oh, I need this. I'll just buy it. It's like getting something slightly fancier, something that, that was you wouldn't the most, spend the money on. That was the most graphic designer example ever. A new pen? <laughs> no one has <laughs> thought, I need a new pen in 400 me. years. What the fuck are you talking about? I need I'm a new trying pen. to think of something that people buy. What, what I know, I see you looking around the room, and I think you just saw a pen. <laughs> or like, eh, pen's a good example. No, it's not. If you need a new pen, you steal it from work. What are you talking about? I need a new pen. Well, I have more specific requirements. I, I pens, Trust but... me, I, I've purchased you <laughs> online... Uh, paint brushes, I do believe, or something. I don't know. I got emails for three yes. years after I bought you that thing. That's <laughs> ridiculous. So, yes, I know <laughs> it's something you would use and want and need. Oh, maybe. perfect example. Yes, uh, there we go. Boxes. Uh, there was a, oh. a a watercolor painting tutorial, like a video that you could download. Okay. And it was like $15, and I was like, I'd like to get that, but I didn't really feel like spending the $15. Not that it wasn't worth it. It was totally worth it, and I requested that for Christmas one year, and Dad bought it for me. But that's the kind of thing you're like, oh, this is its not really something I want to spend money on, but I enjoy it after I get it. Sure. Yeah, no, I understand. So that's what you're expecting, or hoping for, I guess. Maybe not expecting. You're hoping to get that uh, sort of From gift. Anne, yes. Yes, from your wife, that's what I mean. And from your father and me, 
probably jazz records a list from a list that I have yet to see. <laughs> a list a list was sent. Oh to really? Dad, to I don't know. If, and probably did not forward it to you, but uh, all right, great. Well, as soon as I get those running pants, I'll send you a heap and stack of records. <laughs> Pretty sure I returned those things three months ago. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Take your time. Um, well, I figured it wasn't that cold anymore. It wasn't a rush. I, well, it's definitely not now. I don't need it for six more months, but <laughs> doesn't mean you can't just negate the gift. You take I your know. time. I, f- I forgot about it, to be honest. I, you. I know As you did. You that's why I might have gathered. That's why I'm publicly shaming you on the podcast <laughs> to let everyone know that you got something that didn't fit me. And uh, I returned it's it. It's not my fault. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I am saying it's your obligation as a good True. brother and gift giver. Okay. True. So pizza and gifts sounds like a blast. Um, oh, there'll be gifts. I mean, also Sunday is Mother's Day, so. Okay. So you have to I do have something to in turn some for your wife. Things, yes. What, what? I have purchased her some gifts. Oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> you actually, I didn't hear you for a second, so I didn't know what you what you fully said. No, I didn't. I didn't really say anything. But yeah, oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, You're just staring at me. It's not you. Skype. You had in here birthday week, so yeah. that would carry over. I guess technically until Saturday, and then the new week would start with Sunday, which is when which Mother's, is Mother's Day, Day is. But gotcha. There, there's gonna not going to be any celebration starting this Sunday. Okay. I it just will didn't be know. limited I... to and solely on. Friday night. <laughs> Next Friday. I'm Maybe sure. some Saturday morning carryover with some donuts. If I True. know you. That's and I a do. possibility. Eh, definitely. Um, <laughs> just to continue the celebration. That's, but That's more for the kids than me. Again, I'm calling utter and blatant bullshit on that one. But no, it's not. Whatever. Put it this way. Assuming when you buy donuts, you buy a dozen for a family Sometimes of four. Sometimes we do, yes. <clears throat> How many of that dozen over the course of 48 hours are you consuming? <laughs> My uh, guess, if, you, if, if the line is six, I'm taking the over. Four to six. Yeah. No, okay. not over. Okay, then a push at six. As 25% of the clan, if you're eating six, you're eating far more than your share. <laughs> so, assuming your wife has even one, well, that makes you well, the, the kids sole breadwinner. The kids will request three each and eat sort of like pieces of them. Yeah, I've seen them. A third of, of three or so. They'll so they get to pick three most flavors Most of each, one. Right? Uh, my younger daughter will eat the top off of any sort of iced or sprinkled donut, leaving Smart. the rest of it essentially useless. Yeah. <laughs> Salivated upon and not, not edible. Yeah. I understand. So those, those are basically trashed. Okay. And then the older daughter will just eat parts, of, like halves or thirds of other donuts. So. Gotcha. I sometimes... We'll finish off theirs. Eat, eat the leftovers of the. Which is yes. why I'm taking the over. I think you solely eat four to five, but then if you no, sum up the portions of the others sitting, that you eat, I'm, I'm down to like two no, 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 or three. No. I'm not plus, saying it one sitting. Leftovers. Exactly. I'm saying Saturday morning you'll eat three, and then Sunday there's a donut and a half, maybe two, and then Sunday afternoon there's three sections, which equals one point three six donuts. So that puts you over the six mark. That's what I'm saying. That's fair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it okay. could be two to three in, in the initial, and then one, one in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we had donuts here. I'll right. just sort of shove this one in my face, and little, no one will notice. Yeah, post lunch dessert. Keep going on. <laughs> keep going. On my day. I worked in the yard. I've earned this. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, no, I get it. I understand. Um, God. Okay. How dare you? What? Um, Mocking me. No, hey, this weekend's donut week for me, too. The first, it used to be the last Saturday of every month. Now it's the first Saturday of every month. I go and uh, get donuts, so I'm very excited about it. That's What's why I the name of your place? Lamaze. Your donut place? Lamar. Oh, is that a new one? Wait, Lamar's. it's not called Lamaze. Not Lamaze, Lamar's. That's <laughs> like it's like a Lamaze. Yes. Breathing class. <laughs> yeah, you go in every <laughs> sour cream, <laughs> cinnamon roll, <laughs> apple fritter. <laughs> yes, uh, Lamar's is that, donuts. Is that your top three? Sour cream, apple fritter, and what was the other one? Cinnamon roll? Uh, Cinnamon roll's not even a donut. That it really matter. isn't, but it's a specialty donut. I get half Here's and half. an apple fritter. I get half and half, meaning half specialty, half regular. Um, okay. Normally get three to four sour cream. Their sour cream, a.k.a. old-fashioned, are fucking amazing. They're the best sour cream donuts I've ever had in my life. So I'll normally get three or four of those, because Jamie will eat those as well. I will get a fritter. Seasonally, they will have cherry fritters. Which give me erections. Like, mm. they are amazing. All right, settle the down. The cherry fritters are really, really good. Probably out of season right now, but uh, in the fall time, they, they put those out. Uh, they also have... Their their filled donuts are very good. I'm generally not a filled guy, but they have blueberry-filled, raspberry-filled, cherry-filled sometimes. When you say uh, filled, you mean jelly, i.e. the worst kind of donut. Generally, I would agree with you, and yes, jelly, but they're they're really good. The, the yeast donut itself... With the glaze is very tasty, um, and that's obviously what is around the jelly glob in the middle. Um, and then uh, I will also get—I call said, it the garlic. You said your fiance is a fan of the jelly, right? Yeah, or filled she, as you're referring to it. Yeah, she's more a fan of Bavarian cream, also known as Boston cream. Oh, cream you get filled that at Dunkin sure. Donuts. Yes, um, but she will eat. <clears throat> she'll eat the jelly as well. So, um, and they also have—I don't generally get this, but they have the what they call the long johns. Which are like the the rectangular one, the long ones, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, they're called. Uh, I mean, in Portland, they were just called like a maple bar or a chocolate yes. bar, but yes, exactly, same thing. And they they generally have shape. a chocolate. Yeah, they're a bar shape. They have they have a chocolate frosting on top, or they have the maple as well. Um, and then I'll get their cake donuts are pretty good, but they're pretty small. But I'll generally get either a blueberry or a cherry cake. And then they have Ooh, what I call cake. That sounds good. It's delicious. Then they have what I call the garbage disposal donut, which is actually, I believe, just a crumb donut, but it looks like just a regular kind of dunk in your coffee donut that they have just rolled around in like sand and dirt and cinnamon sugar crumbs. There's some, yeah, there's some sprinkles in there. It's really crumb good. Donuts can be quite tasty. Yes, um, and that's generally what I get. Occasionally, again, they might have a seasonal thing. Like last time I went, they had uh, they had an Easter donut, which was just you know creative frosting on top of a yeast donut. But um, but they are excellent. Lamar's is excellent. And again, I get the half and half, half specially, which would be the cinnamon roll, the fritter, the maple bar type thing, and then half regular donuts, which would be the sour cream and whatever else I decide to get. So it's a fun time. I like going to Lamar's. <laughs> We have many donut options here within 10 to 15 minutes of the house. There's a, there's two Lamar's I could go to. There's a Dunkin' Donuts right across oh, the street. Oh, Lamar's, Lamar's is a chain. Yes, it is a regional chain. There's a Winchell's, which is famous in California, but is bled. Yeah, they have Winchell's in Portland, too. That's okay. fine. Um, we also have... 
Actually, no, I did not care for Winchell's, sorry. They got bought out by some other chain thing in Portland, which was better, but the Winchell's were never good in my mind. They were all... Well, maybe it was just the place I went to. They always seemed kind of stale. Well, it depends on the time that you go, too. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like... They were always stale. To me, it's like, if you think of a place in the 70s that made donuts, that's what a Winchell's feels like to me. 100%. Even down to the... This, the graphics and the signage, it just it's like orange and yellow if I remember correctly. It's like Yes. This is this donut shop has been around for a while. They yeah. don't make anything fancy. They probably have like some jelly, some cream filled, some glazed. Maybe they had some cake donuts. Nothing there's none of that like the new there's no bacon on any of their fucking donuts. It's like we got sprinkles, right. <laughs> we got chocolate frosted, and we got glaze. What do you want? You know what I think is kind of the the key indicator of that sort of a donut place is the tiny napkins. They have the tiny oh, yeah. napkins. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that just indicates to me. That is, that's a good, good call there. That's yeah, true. Definitely. I feel like all those places where you, the napkin is essentially useless and you have to pull like, yeah, you have well, to pull seven of them. Even, even if you didn't want to, you automatically pull seven of them. You, right. you try to pull one out and it rips in half. And so then you have yeah. to grab, you like, push and grab they all fall to get them out of that dispenser <laughs> correct correct um, and then they're they're basically like translucent when you pull them out so you need several of them to wipe anything off right 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 so anyway uh we have a new one which is based in it's a houston chain called shipley's which is in the houston airport which i used to travel through quite frequently and so i'm very excited i've not yet been to the shipley's but i'm very excited about that um what what distinguishes shipley's uh, just, I don't know, kind of cheap, sh- shitty donuts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not, uh, shit, I don't, I, I don't need shitty as in they taste bad. They're just, there's nothing spectacular about them, but they're very good. They're, they're well done and they're, they're super cheap. Um, and they have the same napkins I was talking about. Anyway, so, so multiple Winchells, multiple Dunkins. There's a, a chain called the Donut House. There's a chain called Mr. Donuts. Ooh, that sounds good. The Donut City House Donuts. There, when, we, when I first moved in the apartment, there was a place called Glazed and Confused, very close to the to the apartment, which we went to once. That, that was that would seem place. popular in Denver these days. Yes, exactly. It was not um, it was not good. I only went there the one time, never been back. Um, so yeah, lots of options. I mean, just go to Denver, search donuts, and you're gonna you're gonna get thirty or forty hits within a Baltimore, you know, 10 to or at least radius. the area where we live has four million Dunkin' Donuts. I bet. And there's a Krispy Kreme, and then there's a a chain that's, <clears throat> I believe, from the south. It's called Rise Biscuits and Donuts, huh. Never which are pretty that. good, but they're spendy. Like they're they're not much bigger than regular donuts, but we like a dozen donuts there is like twenty something bucks. Wow. So we we get. But they don't, they don't really sell dozen. I mean, they do. They'll certainly sell you a dozen donuts, but there's no, like, dozen discounts. So we usually get, like, seven or eight. So you generally because have to buy them individually. You have to buy sold. them individually. I mean, they will yeah. give you a box of them, but, like, there's you, you're not buying a dozen from there. Gotcha. That's and they true. do have biscuits. And now they have, like, meat-free sausage and meat-free chicken that you can put on your biscuits, so... Okay. The last couple of times I've gotten a biscuit with like a veggie sausage, which was pretty, pretty tasty. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Because the donuts are fine, but they're not like 
I don't know. They're okay. Yeah, they're boutique donuts. Yeah, but the thing is, they're not... I mean, it's weird, because the flavors aren't particularly boutique. Right. They do have, like, a maple bacon, which my kids like. Although, the younger daughter just eats the bacon off the top and then leaves the rest of the donut. Nice. And the older daughter does the same, but actually eats the donut, so... But they don't have, like, other than that, like, most of their flavors are just, like, glazed, or... Yeah. Some of them are a little... They have a, uh... What's it called? A red velvet donut, which is like a, which would be good, but it's a little too sweet. It has like, it's like a, if you think of a red velvet cake, a red velvet cake donut, which is glazed, but then cut in half and has like cream cheese frosting on the inside. Oh my God. No. (laughs) Calm the fuck down, guys. We don't need this much sugar in one donut. It's a little too much. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was, uh. Your your teeth are probably hurting just thinking about that. Yes, they are indeed. As you know, I was in Chicago the past couple of days, and uh, the firm that I visited on Tuesday had donuts waiting for me, because they always do. It's kind of our thing. And they had a red velvet one as well, and I find the red velvet too sweet just by itself. It was just a regular red velvet cake donut. <laughs> I could not imagine putting cream cheese on Where... top of that, or especially inside of it. Oh, my God. That'd yeah, these, they slice this in half, and it has, like, cream. I think it's cream cheese frosting. It has some kind of frosting in there. Yeah, too much. Do you remember the donuts you got from Chicago? What what brand? Um, were they Stans or Do Right? No, I don't think it was either one of those. Two places that I've had, both good, I recommended. Could probably, I could probably. Ropod it out. recommended Stans slash Do Right donuts in, when you're in Chicago. So we were we were in the Burbs, about 20 minutes north of O'Hare. Um, Chicago. Chicago. Um. By the way, we're saying pierogi for those of you who can't understand. Uh, by the way, while I'm looking up this Illinois place, the other thing that Shipley's has, which is that place I was mentioning earlier, is they have, is it spelled kolaches? It's like, oh, a, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's, it's like a spelled. kind of a pillowy like croissant almost but it has it's more savory it has sausage or cheese or ham or something in the middle um and that's that's a reason that a lot of people like shipley aside from the donuts themselves uh so let's see we we were in wheeling illinois for those of you who are curious I think it might be, yeah, it's actually obviously something you never heard of. It's just a place called Wheeling Donuts. Let me make sure it's the right place. I'm going to look at their look at their website. So again, nothing super spectacular, but they have very good donuts, and every time I stop in or to see the firm, they're, uh, they have a box waiting for me. Yeah, that's definitely what it was. Wheeling Donuts. Check it out. Wheeling, Illinois. Right there on old State <laughs> Highway 68. Anyway. Um, yummy. It is. It was delicious. And now I cannot wait. 36 hours from now, I will have my donuts. We might go to Shipley's. We might go to Lamar's. I don't know. I do have a a Lamar's, um, whatever it's called. They have a little discount card. And I think I'm pretty close to getting my free dozen. So may have to push for Lamar's for this weekend. But we'll see. We'll see what I'm in the mood for. You don't care. No one else cares. No, I get it. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, let's Tell move. me more about the donuts you're going to eat. 
<clears throat> okay. Um, I'm no, hoping they're going to be delicious and sweet and last me until Tuesday. Um, at least Monday. So mm. let's work uh, up the list here. I wanted to talk about, because you seem to be a huge Body. fan. Body. I was a huge fan. Body. He was not in the episode at all, but... Uh, we, we... Yeah, he was. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, Hank wasn't. Hank was not in the episode at all. Sorry. No. I was like, Barry was in the episode. Yeah, Barry was... You were talking about the character the saying body. I was talking about you saying body. body. Yes, correct. Yes. Thanks for keeping up there. Um, <clears throat> so, this week's episode, I believe it was season two, episode five, was written, directed, and obviously starring Bill Hader, who was the star of the show, but this was the third one that he has directed from what I understand. Third or fourth. First one of this season. Anyway, I'm going into too many details. Stylistically, it was completely different from anything else in the series. It was almost a... I don't want to say it was almost a noir. had a noir feel to it, but was very I interesting. Mean, Didn't move the overall story. Comedy, but... <clears throat> I mean, yeah, the whole, the whole show is a dark comedy, but this one had a lot of... The, the, the direction... The directing was actually, I, I found, very fascinating. There were a lot of scenes where there was, like, intense action going on, and you wanted to see what was happening, but the camera was just kind of panning around the house or the room while the fight scene was going on. There were a lot of super long shots without cuts. I don't know if you noticed that as well. Um, and it was just a I really... but that makes sense. It was just some, a really fascinating some, episode. <clears throat> some interesting, like... Uh, like almost like cheap sort of effects when he was fighting Lily. The girl, like, yes. She's clearly flying on wires, but they didn't yes. try to hide it at all. They yes. didn't try to make it look realistic. Like, there's um, not really supernatural, but clearly, like, stuff that's not realistic, so sort of cartoonish violence in like, this episode. There was a lot of violence in this episode. Well, the whole Lily character was was had that supernatural feel like when she climbed the tree and ended up like a gargoyle yeah. on top of the house on the rooftop did you watch the after the episode when they showed how thing? they did it yes I did yeah that they made a green screen green tree screen basically tree. I thought that was interesting <clears throat> I just I mean I, I we've talked about this a little bit like this season Barry has sort of like his moral compass has shifted so he doesn't want to kill people anymore <clears throat> right and one of the things I've missed a little bit is sort of his character is such an efficient sort of badass killer assassin because that's what he does for a living. So the fact that he's like, he's set up a lot of kills, but hasn't done anything. Like I, not that I have like a bloodlust for the show. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to see killing, but I just missed some of the, that part of his character where he's like, you can tell he's a badass and he just does it efficiently. It's not so much the people dying. It's just, that was an interesting part of the story. So this was a nice, like, <clears throat> not not return to form in that he's, like, a, again, he tries to take the guy out by moving him rather than killing right. him, his, his initial target. But there's that long sort of fight scene between both yeah. uh, Ronnie and his daughter <laughs> later, which yes. sounds weird, but it makes sense in, in the course of the show. Obviously, we're spoiling this, so you hopefully have watched it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> But uh, just sorry, coughing into the mic. But uh, the just some of the physicalness of it, I thought was a nice break because it's been more about like Barry's thing. Like I don't want to be a killer anymore, but right. that's what I'm good at. So getting out of that part of the story, which I think has just been a little bit of a kind of a sticking point for them, plot-wise for me at sure. least. Like 
you can't set up the thing about an assassin and then I mean you can and then say he doesn't want to kill anymore and like there's there's going to be that tension but you need you need some kind of release for it which to me this episode had some of that yeah no it was it was to use a, to use a phrase from Clockwork Orange it was definitely an ultra violent episode I mean there was <laughs> and 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 oddly until the very end no one died um at the end both his mark and the person who asked him to kill him both died because they kind of killed each other in the grocery store. Spoiler alert! Um, but I, I think, and, and they talked about this in the, the inside the episode section, but do you think that this potentially spells the end, like truly the end of, of Barry and Fuchs? Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember how because, they because, left. Let me, I mean, let me explain why. it was interesting... <clears throat> Let me explain why. Because because in the in the kind of flashbacks or whatever flash sidewayses, no, it's flashbacks, sidewayses. What's wrong with me? Anyway, in the flashback scenes, you know Barry is is remembering coming home, and they're kind of surreal. But um, coming home from from the war, and everyone's going and hugging their significant others, and Barry sees Fuchs, and I think he's kind of real realizing and remembering that that was the guy that was there when I came home from war. And, you know, I've done so much for him and with him, and I'm done with that. I want to move on from this life. Um, and, and, you know, yet again, that whole episode was, I mean, Fuchs was there. He was involved. And it went terribly, terribly wrong. They both got badly injured. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah, there's some there's gory some graphic gory violence, the, the sewing up of his back. When he tries to squeeze it together and blood's just like streaming out, <laughs> I imagine you have almost passed out watching that. But no, I don't know. I've seen it happen in real life. The, well, they, I think they mentioned in the after show like Fuchs is shown as sort of like a, almost like a devil, sort of an evil character that's like I'm coming right. to collect my reward. And yeah, that sure. sort of there is that part of their relationship where he's like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. But I can't remember. Did he say in the end like I'm done with you? I don't want to. No, the end of the episode, he was walking down the kind of the back alley of the grocery store, and he got back in the van with Fuchs. Did he get Fuchs. in the van though? Fuchs is like honking his horn. He's like, "Let's go, let's go!" And then he flashed back to him meeting him after Afghanistan. I I don't remember right. him getting in the van. I don't remember if he did or he didn't. I thought he did. I thought he got back in the car. Yeah, he <clears> Maybe know. he did. I like I said, I don't remember. I saw. And by the way, Fuchs was definitely not honking the horn because his hands were super glued to the steering wheel. So I think he was just yelling. No, at he dinner. honked. I think I thought he honked the horn a couple of times because I was like, "There's cops so. around, you moron!" <laughs> yeah, that was that was obviously a suspension of disbelief there. That he's just he's bloodied and walking nearby. There's 85 cops, and no one notices the guy walking from the side of the store. Uh, I mean, over whatever. To this minivan. I know it doesn't. I matter, mean, but... one thing the episode so did do is they sort of had created this problem where uh, the cop that he had killed, um, the Fonz's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, her partner had sort of figured him out and was on to him and actually had him on tape and by him he he used it to hire uh, Barry to perform a hit on his right. ex-wife's boyfriend the uh, Taekwondo <laughs> master but yes, by, by doing this whole long sequence it sort of got rid of that character because that was sort of like it was clearly a a plot point that they couldn't figure out how to resolve. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, they had to find well, an this end to weirdo it. episode where this guy dies at the end. <clears throat> that that took care of it. 
pretty blatantly. And sort of, so now they can sort of get back, I guess, into more of the Hank slash acting class storyline. Yeah, or the Barry Sally storyline. Yeah, well, I, episode... sorry, I include Sally as part of the... Oh, okay. Sally and her, like, ex-boyfriend, yeah. And her ex-boyfriend, which... That's a whole other storyline, which is picture, kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, they focused on in the last episode, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we'll I thought I thought the whole episode was really good. Like I said, because I had sort of missed some of the kind of action of the show. Yeah. So that was nice oh, you to got have it back. that back. Uh, you definitely this, got it I back. I mean, this episode was all action. It also reminded me of some of the... Uh, there's like a few episodes of Breaking Bad. Did you watch Breaking Bad? I did not. Where they have these just kind of oddball... There's one where um, Hank and... Not Hank, sorry. Um, the the main character and his assistant, <clears throat> whose names I can't remember off the top of my head for some reason, are like... They're working in a lab that they make meth, and there's like an episode where they're basically cleaning the lab, and it's pretty much just them in the lab like doing stuff. There's some like weird close-up shots. It it almost has nothing to do with the rest of the story, but their sort of process of going through it. So it's a pretty well-known episode and memorable, but it's just like they had. I feel like they had three or four of these throughout the course of the show, which are these like yeah. little oddball things. This feels that way to me. Like it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't really move the plot forward that much, other than getting rid of the cops, killing off the of, cop character. Yep. Just sort of wrap up that loose end and potentially. It might move it forward if there's more of a break from Fuchs, but I feel sure. like Fuchs is a pretty key character in the show, so I can't imagine that he'll be gone, gone. No, I think more, he'll stick They might have just been introducing more tension between their relationship, but there already was a fair amount. But Correct. I don't know. Yeah. No, it was definitely, again, it was, it was Bill Hader's chance to just kind of express his, you know, his vision, his viewpoint, his creative <laughs> um, mindset of what the character could become. I think, again, since we're huge spoiler alerts here, but um, two of the, uh, amidst all the ultra-violence, two of the funniest moments to me were, first of all, when you first realize that Barry is in the house with this Taekwondo expert, you don't see him, you hear his voice. And then when he finally reveals himself, the outfit that he's wearing is so ridiculous. He's got like these almost goggle-like glasses and a full face oh, mask. Oh, that down. Barry's wearing. Sorry, that Barry's wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that literally made me laugh out loud when I saw what he was wearing. I was like, "What the fuck is that supposed to be?" And gloves, I like when he, the whole thing. I like when he goes into uh, what's his name, Ronnie. When yeah, he goes into Ronnie. Ronnie's like trophy room. That was the second one. And he turns around. And just Whoa, pans you really around. do have a lot of trophies. <laughs> He's yeah, got it's like all trophies and medals. Four thousand Taekwondo trophies and <laughs> turns around and these the upper Up in the ceiling. The, yeah. The upper wall above the door frame has like fifty medals. medals. He's like, yeah. Oh, you got medals too. I think he says like you want some medals too. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> like at first Ronnie's sort of going along with him and then he does this sort of like kick to him. Yep. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, because obviously Barry, it, you assume that Barry has not brought a weapon because he doesn't want to kill this guy. So you're like, I don't know how good he is at hand-to-hand combat, but I, it feels like the Mark is is better at hand-to-hand combat, but he manages to get that, like, uh, windpipe crushing blow in. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that was part. a funny moment, too. He's staggering around. He's like, look, don't even try. I've crushed your windpipe, you know. 
stop trying to talk to breathe yeah pulls out the nunchucks and he's just beating him with them and he's like dude come on i know you can't breathe come on it's gonna catch up to you (laughs) yeah no that was uh yeah so again amidst all the craziness and then once lily comes in it's like what the hell um you do still have some funny moments in that episode and i thought that was I thought that was pretty. Even though, even as graphic as the whole stitching up thing was, that was pretty funny too. Like Fuchs is going in. Barry gives him a very specific list. Fuchs walks out of the car and he's like, "All right, now what do I need again? String? <laughs> yeah, needle? that was he's totally like, something I would do. Of course, my you, wife gives me. Here's what. Yeah, we and he's need, like, and "Do you like, want anything?" Wait, he's what? like, "No, just go get the stuff I told you." I'm dying. Di- I'm not- literally dying over here. <laughs> You're asking if I want a Mountain Dew. No, just go inside and get that stuff as quick as quickly as you possibly can. Um, yeah, I thought I it was know. funny Excellent that he episode. Did, they went to a a supermarket for yeah. the medical supplies instead of a pharmacy. I thought that too, and then of course they went back again. I think to a different supermarket, but they went back again at the end. Not nah, so. pretty sure that was the same was one. Was it the same one? Okay. Yeah, that's where he has the second encounter with Ronnie. Yeah, he tries to like roundhouse him in the. Uh, <laughs> the medical supply aisle of the By the way, whenever I watch a scene like that, all I can think of is I would hate to be the prop master if they fuck up one of those takes. Somebody has to, because he was wiping entire shelves clean. It's someone's job, if they say cut, to put everything back so they can reshoot the scene all over again. But that's, I don't know, those are the kinds of things. PA nightmares for for Scott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Had I ever been a production assistant on any sort of Hollywood set that would have been the worst worst case scenario for me. And that would have to... definitely been definitely been what you would have been doing. Yeah, too. 100%. Well, I mean, you know, other than stand in and then ultimately lead talent blocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, blocking is what a stand in does. I know all the terms. I've been there. Hollywood, <laughs> as you know. Anyway, um so yeah, Barry's uh, very strong season continues. It's, only it's three funny. episodes left, right? Only three Just episodes like left, yeah. Times. It's an eight-episode season. It's interesting to me that he has never mentioned... Because I, I just recently listened to... He was on Bill Simmons' podcast, the 500th episode. I listened to that this morning, biking into work, actually. Oh, yeah, I listened to that one. He never mentioned... And I, I'd heard him on some other podcasts, too. He's never mentioned the fact that he has Game of Thrones as a lead-in. I would think that you'd at least say, you know, we're proud of our show, we think we got doing great things, but it doesn't hurt that we have Game of Thrones the hour before us, that's got to be helping their numbers. And I know it's hard to, to... Well, I don't know, because like I watch Game of Thrones, and then per The Ringer, I watch Talk the Thrones afterwards, which is their Twitter analysis show, so I always watch Barry the next day. Hmm. But like, as we talked about, two. because Game of Thrones is one of those shows that you, you know, as opposed to so many other shows that you want to watch in real time as it's happening, whatever... Um, I think that would keep people around. Even if they just left their TV on, he's still getting credit. True, and, that's fair. And I think, you know, I, I've never watched the, the show you're talking about on Twitter, but I can't imagine that, you know, half the viewers are going to Twitter to watch this After the Throne show. It's, you know, it's probably a tiny fraction of the people who are actually True, watching. but I, I think they still have, like, several hundred thousand people watching it. Do you think? I, that's they they reported numbers. That's what they say. Something okay. like that. I I don't know if they all watch it live because they do it live and then you can watch like they watch it. Like you can tape watch version. it later. I wouldn't even know how um, to watch something on Twitter. Like, is it is there a thing? You, such you a just Twitter go TV? to like at the ringer and it's like a pinned tweet and then it's just a video you can click to play. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, check it out. It's called Talk the Thrones. It's pretty good. I, I might do that. Okay, 
So, uh, we're 63 minutes in. I'm considering, by the way, topic one, I'm going to record... I'm going to record that. separately and just append it to the end of this episode. I'm saying that right Jesus now. Because you're not okay. going to want anything to do with it. I don't, don't want to be involved with it anyway. I will so go ahead fine. and say, ask the cause. I have nothing to do with. I do not right. endorse or support it in any way, shape, or form. And I will say, I'll, I'll tag <laughs> that by saying, because Todd has never listened to a full episode of this podcast, he'll never hear it. So he won't it's even true. know what it's about. He'll have to wait to get feedback from someone who may or may not listen to it, which may or may not happen. So that's fine. <laughs> I'll record it over the weekend and, and just kind of put it in there. That'll add an extra 10 to 15 minutes. So we're nearing 80, 85 minutes if that's the case. So because, God forbid, we go through the month of April, May, or we the beginning of June. We don't have to talk, talk about, about basketball if you don't want. I mean, the Blazers won last night. They beat your, uh, not don't, your. Don't say your, my Denver Nuggets. Your, your localities, Nuggets. That is that is in correct. One of the uglier basketball games I've seen in a while. It was not pretty at all. It was. If back... you watched, I feel like they missed four million shots between the two teams. Well, actually, uh, I, I I talked they were to talking Dad talking about today. He said the... they had seventeen off. He, he said the Nuggets had seventeen offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's because they missed like all their shots. Forty-five shots. They they were getting multiple offensive rebounds on the same possession. The Blazers were not doing a good job of blocking them out. They're actually one of the better. The Blazers are one of the better offense or uh, rebounding teams, but right. the size of the Nuggets is hurting them right now. Not having Nurkic. And then uh, Mo Harkless like tweaked his ankle, so he was out the second half. Who was playing well for them the first half? And Cantor's Luckily, shoulder is still hurt, correct? Yeah, he seems to be okay though. Yeah, he's, 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 he's I saw him showing wincing, a lot of ill but effects. he's pushing through it. Yeah, he's wincing yeah, but he, pushing through it. He had a really good game. He did a good job on Jokic and was doing his normal sort of beasting on the dinkers and dumpers, as Tass Mellis would say from the starters. Okay. Um, no idea what you're talking about. Go ahead. That's what they call the sort of little bunny layups oh, or like layup rebounds. Or yeah, things. I got yeah. you. Okay. Um, but the Blazers, I mean, the Nuggets didn't play particularly well. Jamal Murray, like, hurt his thigh or something. I don't know. The High foul fibers. calling. It's interesting, like, the you know, most of the refing complaints have been the Rockets-Warriors series. Yes, very popular. But, like... There, there was one play where Dame drove in into a crowd of people, did sort of a, an up-and-under move. Jokic clearly hacks him across the arm. They show it on the replay, and they did not call a foul on it at all. Yeah, but I like, saw that one. I was like, what? How, how are we not calling this? I don't know. I think, honestly, I think some of the stuff from the Rockets-Warriors season is sort of bleeding over into other things where they're like, we can't call all the fouls. I know they can't call all the fouls, but like... This wasn't one of those ones where it was like jump, giving, not giving him enough space to land. This was like a clear hack on his arm while right. he was driving to the basket, which is like the easiest foul. That affected in the, world the shot. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw a replay of it. I think, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty blatant. I mean, the other thing that so the Blazers shot better in the first half, obviously, than Denver did. They were up by like fifteen and a half or something, and they kept that lead for the most. The the Nuggets closed it, closed it in the end, but um, Blazers still hung on to win, but. Um, the other thing the Blazers benefited from was Jokic got into foul trouble. He really should have fouled out, but they uh, they let him stay in the game. He had, but he had, he sat for most of the second quarter. I feel like with like That's three how they fouls built the lead or something. Up. Yeah, yeah. So that definitely that helped, helped build the lead up. So series, um, as we record this, series is tied at one to one. As you one hear to this, one. it'll be either three to one or two to two. 
Uh, Blazers. What's well, your prediction be, for the rest of the series? Well, they're going back to Portland, or not back okay. to, but going to Portland tomorrow for the first game. Tomorrow, Friday. It's interesting. Like they're they're just having one day off. I feel like usually yeah. when you travel between you cities, get two they days. have two days off, but they're not Generally. doing that. It's a TV um, thing. It's so they can have a Sunday game too. Yeah, I know it's so they can have a game every day. But a yeah. um, uh, couple of bonuses about obviously they're playing at home, so the bench should play better. Uh, the Blazers won that last game, and Dame scored like 14 points, so that's a real plus. Yeah, he's he had having a rough, sort of an off a rough game. Night. I saw that. And they still win. I mean, he scored whatever 39 the first game, and they lost. So who the fuck knows? But right. having the rest of the team show up. Hopefully, if we can get somewhere in the middle, Dame have a really good game, the rest of the team have a, a decent game, and be at home, I feel good about our chances. Sure. Um, but you never know. Um, and then uh, it's on ESPN, so I don't have to listen to fucking Kevin McHale call the game anymore, because he's... I terrible. could not believe when I put it on last night that McHale was yet again calling it. He's really he, bad. A he's great player, awful. but not a good commentator at all. So who's going to be calling tomorrow night, then? You already know. Uh, I don't know whoever the ESPN announcers are. I don't remember. It just won't be yeah. But uh, yeah, and like the announcers were so fucking pro Nuggets. Like the Blazers were up like twelve points, and they're like, you know, I think the Nuggets can. Like they were just like the Nuggets are doing great. I'm like, yeah. dude, we're up double digits. Can you fucking give us a little bit of credit? All they're doing is talking about, oh look at that great rebound, a great pass by Jokic. I know he's a great passer. Everybody knows that. Right. But, like, calm the fuck down. The team is down 12 to 15 yeah. points, and They're all you're doing is talking lose. about how great they are. Yeah, it happens. ESPN's kind of guilty of doing that in, in all I mean, sports. College basketball, Blazers, college football. It well, this was TNT, but, I mean, the Blazers right. did end Kevin McHale's coaching career, so maybe he doesn't like them. I don't know. The old bone to pick. It's possible. <laughs> so, so, again, by the time people hear this, this, this pod will go up Monday night. Presumably Tuesday will be game five. So as people are listening to this, if they're listening to it Tuesday before game five, what do you what do you predict will be the the situation? I know what you want it to be. I, I don't. I mean, I want it to be three one. I'm hoping okay. for that. Clearly. Um. Do you think they'll get a split though? I don't know. It's it's been a really weird series. Like the first game, Jokic was super dominant. I feel like yeah. they did it better job of containing him so if they can do that then it's down to like how well does do Murray and Harris play if they have mediocre games I feel like at home I mean they always say you know bench players play better at home I think that will definitely happen I know but it's sort of an axiom of playoff basketball I I feel like the crowd will definitely boost it we'll probably get some more calls I feel good about our chances but I don't want to get too cocky just because right it's a pretty closely matched series. I, it's weird. I feel like our, I feel like Portland is actually a better team, but they've been doing. Uh, Denver's been doing a really good job on like defending Lillard and stuff. So well, I don't know. It, somebody... It's one of those things too. Like if if they're hitting shots early, then it obviously spaces the floor more. It gives them yeah. more opportunities. It's sort of, of a self fulfilling prophecy. Somebody, I can't remember if it was. I'm yawning while I'm talking. I can't remember if it was Charles Barkley or Reggie Miller, maybe both. One or two of those guys picked them to beat the Warriors. Picked the Blazers to beat the Warriors in the West. Oh, it's Barkley's like, they're going to the Barclay. NBA Finals. Um, so, I don't know if it's the kiss of death ago, or if it's something yeah. else, but um, 
I mean, that's something. You know, there's an expert picking them. He must, yeah, no, I, he must know something. I, it's, I mean, I know, like, Bill Simmons was like, it's going to be the Spurs, the Nuggets, uh, Portland or OKC in the Western Conference Finals. Just, you know, their side of the bracket, which was pretty crazy right. to think about because, none, of, like, the Nuggets weren't in the playoffs last year. Spurs are sure. four million years old. Uh, yeah, OKC, obviously, also, they're not going to make it. And yeah. Portland had such a bad series last year. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of the the uh, think pieces and discussion of Portland is just based on them getting swept last year, which to me was always sort of an anomaly. I'm like, they're a better team than that, but no one else could see that. Yeah. And now they're sort of course correcting a little bit. Sure. Um, and then final thought here, Terry Stott's bow tie. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, so I don't know if you heard the story, but their one of their video coordinators wore bow ties every Wednesday, and he was in a car accident, so that's why everyone was wearing bow ties. Uh, it was okay. a, it was I a tribute not, to that guy. I did not hear that. Okay. So I'm a big thumbs up because obviously it was a, a team morale and supporting that guy and everyone. Okay. Didn't hear that part. Just flipped on the TV and thought, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? So I don't know if you noticed, all the assistant coaches were also wearing bow ties. I did not. I just saw Terry's thoughts, and I was watching the game. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I and then sort of just real briefly, in the other Western Conference yeah. series, like... Rockets-Warriors. The Rockets just seem nothing. Out of gas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everyone was like, this is going to be the series of the playoffs. And I was like, this is it? This does not... These games are not even close. I agree. I can't say I'm shocked. The Warriors, you know, have done yeah, pretty I've, well in the pale playoffs the last like five years. Team. But... I mean, Bill Simmons is like, I'm picking the Rockets. I think they're they're a better team. They're rolling. And yeah. I think they got too worked up about the fucking foul calls in the first game. And then the second game, Harden got raked across the eyes by Draymond. So that sort of threw him off. And if Harden's not balling, then the team is not good. Yeah, I mean, not ball the Warriors have ball multiple players. Like if, if Curry has an off game, Durant can still take over, or vice versa, or yeah, Clay. You know what I mean? So like dangerous. Of course. that. Yeah, obviously they have, you know, many weapons. Three or four of the best twenty-five guys in the league, but right. um, the Rockets are all hardened. So when he is off even a little bit, it really like destroys their team. The Chris Paul ejection. How happy were you when that happened? <laughs> I was laughing uh, my ass off. I'm not going to lie. I'm always happy when Chris Paul gets okay. beat down for one reason or another. I figured as much. And I'm sure, I didn't watch the, the, the post-game press conference for that one, but I'm sure he was like, I didn't bump into him. I, I was, my momentum, care. whatever. You knew what you were doing. You ran over there. You knew you already had a tech. You knew if you got up in his face, even if you didn't bump him, you were probably going to get your second tech. And he was just mad because I can't land on my own fucking two feet. James Harden had not gotten yet another call. And there we are. So good for him. Now, does he get a fine for that? How's that work in the playoffs? If you get ejected, you just get ejected. Yeah, he probably should. Whatever. Who cares? I mean, it's it's just like paying a parking ticket for them or less. Oh, I'm sure the the organization pays it. He doesn't pay it. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just... Dropping the bucket. No. We're going to fine you. Okay, who cares? Yeah, Great. 15 grand. I hope Great. you learned your lesson. 15 totally. grand. I made $64,000 last <laughs> night. Take my 15 grand. I don't care. Um, yeah, and it's a playoff okay. game, so that's probably double. Anyway. 
Uh, good point. I think it's I time think we should wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, first, ask the cause. All right, and welcome to Ask the Cause, a very special segment here in the Bro Pod with Scott and Todd. Uh, we're happy to have been able to put this together. There was a lot of planning. It's been several weeks in the making, uh, but we have been able to somehow acquire the rights to speak with the man himself, Bill Cosby. Uh, we have a direct line into uh, the prison where he's being held. I cannot release the details of that, but um, and so you know, we put this out on our Twitter. The underscore bro underscore pod not that long ago to get some questions from you, the audience, and we got some some questions, uh, and we're just going to ask Kaz, see what Kaz thinks. So it's a new segment, Ask the Kaz, uh, right here in the Bro Pod Scott and Todd. And so uh, before we kick it off, let's let's welcome, make sure the line is, is working here. Um, we, we were lucky enough to get actually a direct satellite line as well, so the sound should be pretty decent. Uh, Bill, Bill, are you with us there uh, today? Uh, yes, Scott, I am here. Thank you very much for having me on the show with Diggle Doogle Doo. Okay, so it sounds like Kaz is with us. Um, very excited about that. Listen, Bill, I'm just going to jump right into the questions. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you have limited time um, because you're on a, a, a jailhouse phone line. So we'll just jump right into it. I will ask you the questions, then you can give us give us the feedback and your answers. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so here we go. Um, first question we got, just three quick questions here, Bill. Again, appreciate your time. Uh, and it's interesting, all these people address you as Dr. Huxtable, so I'm not sure why that is. But anyway, first question, dear Dr. Huxtable, you are indeed the love expert. Interesting. Yes, I am. Uh, it says, as such, I was hoping you could help me with a problem I'm having with my fiance. No matter what I do for her, she's never DTF. Now, Bill, that means down to fuck. I don't know if you knew that or not, but... That's what DTF means. All the kids are using it. Yes, I'm familiar with the term. Okay, so it says, I've tried flowers, affection, everything I can think of. What should I do next? Can't wait to hear back from you, Doc. So uh, I, I guess this guy's just, you know, not not really getting enough action in the sack. So, Kaz, uh, what do you have to say? Well, you know, Scott, uh, first of all, I, I would like to say I appreciate you having me on. This is the guys chilling and shit. Anyways, uh... So, you know, something I've always tried and I've had success with is try giving your woman some pudding pops. Um, because every lovely lady loves a good pudding pop. And I figure, give her a couple pudding pops, you know, maybe romance. Take her out to a nice meal first. But we're talking about once you get back to the crib, if you know what I'm doing, a little, a little hokey and a pokey, you know what I mean? So I'd say uh, just give her... Uh, say, you know, I got some dessert for you, baby. What do you think about some pudding pops? And then say, here's some pudding pops, and just, you know, sprinkle a little bit of drugs on there and knock her out and then have sex with her. I'm sorry, what was that last part? Uh, what was that last part, Bill? You know, just sprinkle some drugs on there and then have the sex. Um, okay. So, so, sounds like a, a plan, Bill. Thanks thanks for your, your thoughts here. Well, let's move on to question two. And this one actually comes from Elvin. Interestingly enough, which I believe is one of the names of 
one of your kids or your son-in-law, I believe it was, on the, the famous Cosby show? Yes, it was. All right, so here we go. Uh, Dear Dr. Huxtable, my wife wants to buy a car that is too luxurious for our lifestyle. She doesn't seem to listen to me when I try to talk sense to her about her family budgeting. How can I convince her to be more reasonable in the type of car that she is considering? Cos, any thoughts? Well, you know, that's actually an excellent question. And it comes up, you know, finances are one of the things that leads to divorce uh, so many times in in, uh, in modern America. So many families just can't keep it together. The married couples can't keep it together, mostly because of the finances. So I would actually reference Elvin, it was. I would reference Elvin back to an episode of Picture Pages that I did not that long ago. It was probably 35 years ago. But anyway, I did an episode of Pixel Pages where I took the marker and I went... As you guys probably remember from Pixel Pages. Anyway, and you draw a line from how much money you're making as a family to how much money you can spend. And it's really simple. I mean, you just make sure that you, both you and your wife, are not spending too much money. And if she continues to spend too much money, just give her some drugs and, and take advantage of her while she sleeps. Again, Bill, I was with you all the way to the end there, buddy. Maybe the phone's breaking up. You said, you're talking about finances, then you just went right to the drugs. That's correct. You just go right to sprinkling the drugs on on the food that the woman is eating. That way she will not spend the money too much. Okay, Bill. That, um, that's bizarre, but okay. Sounds good. Um... All right, so let, uh, let's just move on to the third question. Again, I know, I know your time is running short here. Uh, and it comes to us from Theo. So Theo? Yes, from, from Theo. How's Theo doing? How's Rudy, by the way? Rudy! Um, I, I don't think it's the same one. But anyway, uh, dear Dr. Huxtable, I have a female friend whose boyfriend treats her very poorly, cheats on her constantly, and somehow keeps her around. Um... How do I convince her to drop the zero and get with this hero? Signed Theo. So it sounds like Theo's trying to kind of kind of move in on that one. Cos, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I see this a lot. I saw this a lot at the Sandlot when I was a youngster. It's actually one of it was one of the many motivations for the Fat Albert comic strip and cartoon and eventually live action movie that we all know so well. Um, but anyway, it's a situation where you know you got a group of friends, and some of those friends just, you know, they seem to uh, gravitate to people that aren't necessarily good for them, you know what I'm saying, and and what I, what I stay, still say to this day is that kids will say the darndest things, so what you got to do is, you know, try to separate the wheat from the chaff, if you will, and, you know, play a little jazz, <laughs> And, you know, that would help this this uh, young Theo figure out how to tell a female friend to listen. I am clearly the man for you. You don't need to hang out with this guy. He is, in fact, a zero. He's not worth your time. Drop the zero and get with the Theo is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, Rudy? Anyway, so that's what I would advise him to do. And if that doesn't work, just sprinkle some drugs on her food. I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, once again, you've gone back to sprinkling the drugs on food. It seems like kind of a common theme here, and I, I believe that's actually why you're in the clink right now. I believe that might be something that I was potentially maybe somewhat charged with, but I don't think that is true. I, I believe a court of law actually found you to be guilty. I don't know that I trust the courts of the law, okay? I hosted picture pages, damn it. I was Bill Cosby. I was Dr. Cliff Huxtable. 
I ran a gynecological practice out of the basement of my Brooklyn townhouse. That all seems reasonable and realistic, am I wrong? I mean, I guess that's kind of up to interpretation. Listen, all I know is, uh, apparently I only got 30 seconds left, so all I got to say is this. I'm innocent, sprinkled drugs, pudding pops, Rudy. Okay? Thanks a lot, Scott. I appreciate it. I love the podcast, by the way. Bro Pie with Scott and Todd. Check it out. That's some bad shit. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Bill. I, I, I appreciate it, Bill. We apparently got cut off with Bill there. So, anyway, some very interesting thoughts and, and, and answers to those questions there from the cause himself. So, we do appreciate uh, him coming on. Dr. Huxtable, as you were all referring to him as. Uh, so, appreciate his time. Again, very limited. You only have six minutes to make those phone calls from the clink. So, uh, we appreciate him taking the time to make his one phone call for this week to the Bro Pie with Scott and Todd. You heard the man, though. Keep it locked. Um, right here for more... Uh, bro pod content and of course more ask the cause on potentially future episodes we'll see i don't know we'll see how it how it works out see what the fans have to say how they react so that's it for this week's ask the cause and we're back i'm glad you guys enjoyed it uh todd will never hear it but that's okay because it was Hilarious Rudy and Fleo. All right, you just heard anywhere from four to 19 minutes of that, so I won't give you any more of it. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's I'm going to I'm going to have a good time with it. Do some editing. I also have oh a theme God. song, which I hope you enjoyed. Anyway, wait, are you going to play sibling dribblings too? Then, since you're putting no. theme songs in, no. why not? Ask the cause is a one-off segment. I don't think it's going to be a. I mean, we'll no. see. We'll see the reaction. No. Let us know. <laughs> the Propod. The Propod Network at gmail.com. Let us know if you enjoyed the, uh, the Ask the Cause Ask the Cause segment. And uh, we can do others in the future as well. If you have a segment that you'd like to hear on the Propod with Scott and Todd, let us know. Um, Todd does not do impressions, but he can try. I do do impressions. You do do impressions? Name one. Yeah. Uh, tell me what you want me to do and I'll... I'll do exactly. It. I'll you should know it. the impression that you do. I can do almost any impression. Okay, Sean Connery playing ping pong. All right, I'll work on it. Yeah, that's what I thought. All Are right, you going to do it off the top of my head? I want you to say something. Just throw a line out there. Sean Connery playing ping pong. Let's see. Against Russell Crowe. But all I need is the Sean Connery part. What would he say? I don't know. What would you say playing ping pong? Okay, this is where you fill in the blank. I'm not going to give you a script yeah. and you just do the voice. You have to figure out what the he's going to say. The ball was out there, Sean. No, he's playing Russell. That ball that I hit was a perfect shot, and it was out. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what you have to look forward to. That, that was much Todd better doing than your a Sean Co- Connery. That was 100% better than your Cosby impression. First of all, Cosby is hard to do. All right. I might be doing some Picture Pages references. I might have just done some Picture Pages references, I should say. So, I mean, you know, you got to dig deep. For Sean Connery, all you say is The Rock, and you're good to go. I mean, that's really all you need to know. Um, best film he ever made, Nick Cage, crushing it. Anyway. Man, that really right. is a good movie. I mean, it's not bad. Hunt for Red October is one that a lot of people say is his best, but I disagree. I think it was The Rock. Welcome to it, my friends. Welcome to the Rock. Anyway, oh, and the whole James Bond thing, but that was a long, a long, long time ago. All right, uh, the Network at gmail.com. 
Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Play. Hit us up on Facebook, the underscore bro underscore pod, on Twitter and the IG. Todd is going to post some pictures of men's underwear on Instagram. He may have already done it. I don't know. So definitely avoid that when you're going through your Instagram feed. But it will be there. Todd says no. He says, I love looking at poofy asshole pictures of men's underwear or whatever. Don't be an asshole. Okay. That's, That's our takeaway today. Don't be an asshole. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. As always, tune in next week. We'll have another rousing edition of the Bro Pilot Scott and Todd. So until then, everybody, peace. See you.